0: Hello, and welcome to the Bibliophile Hour. I'm your host, Erica the Bibliophile. So, my first book for my podcast is going to be The Black Effect. I would like to add that I did review this book on YouTube. Also, I do have a YouTube. You can follow me or subscribe to my channel at Erica the Bibliophile on YouTube. But I did do a review once, but now I'm bringing it to the podcast. So I might say different things and add different things in there. But this was a book that I really enjoyed. And like I said, it's The Black Effect by Sheree Lewis. She's an amazing writer. I have read plenty of her books. She is an urban um romance novelist. I like to call her that. I don't know if she calls herself that, but... Yeah, if you're more into quote unquote urban, since that's the category that they put us in majority of the time, you can go find her and get her books. So yes, so this book starts off with our main character, Amy. She is in the bathroom waiting on the results of a pregnancy test. That turns out to be negative and she's devastated she's really hurt um in the three years she's been married with her husband she hasn't gotten pregnant um yet Jade and Ray who when you're first reading this you would assume that they're her friends so it's just like my friends are getting pregnant why can't I get pregnant um and they're standing at the door You know, waiting for the results with her. So when she shakes her head no, they try to give her encouraging words. You know, telling her it's gonna happen eventually, and she says, "That's easier for y'all to say. Y'all already have babies by him, and it's like you know, skirt scratch record." what does that mean like are you <laughs> sharing a man with your friends and you know this is just something y'all do together and I must admit this is away from the book this is Erica talking I didn't know it was a polygamy book at first um because I didn't read the back because like I said I'm just a big fan of Sheree Lewis so when she puts out a book I'm running to go read it so you know I'm just opening it and going but back to the book so then we go three years earlier than that moment and amy is working at mac doing makeup is her gift she has a license in cosmetology and while she's at work a wealthy woman and you know she's wealthy by the way she describes her clothes how her hair looks she just smells of money So this lady approaches her and asks her to do her makeup for an event that she's having that same night. She tells her, you know, I'll pay you. I'll send a car to pick you up. You know, money is no object. I just need you there to do my makeup. Because, you know, Amy looks good and it's obvious that she knows what she's doing. So she agrees and the woman introduces herself as Raynell Black but says she goes by Ray which I've never understood that like trope that people do it's like you know if you're meeting somebody for the first time like hey my name is such and such but everybody calls me insert nickname here it's like what if you never see this person again what if you guys you know you don't turn out to be friendly Everybody doesn't need to know your nickname. You could just hey say, hey, my name is I and keep it moving. Um. So when Amy gets to her house, you know she's stunned by the size and the grandiose that is Ray's house. Like when Ray opens the door and is leading her through, she realizes that she even has her own salon like they're not going to her bedroom to do her makeup they're going into her salon and while she's working on Ray's face Ray's husband comes in and he has no shame in openly staring at Amy and Amy is unsettled by this because she's just like you know why are you looking at me this way as I'm doing your wife's makeup but Ray laughs and says uh oh I know that look and Amy is confused she's like you know what look why are both of y'all not saying anything about the way this man is looking at me and the husband's name is Nadir so then there's another woman who comes in her name is Jade and she introduces herself as the other lady of the house so you know by now i get what's going on so i'm like oh okay they're in a throuple three-way relationship cool 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 but amy still doesn't get that she doesn't know what's going on so she's like you know how are you the other lady of the house and ray and jade explain to her that nadir is their husband they are a polygamous couple where jade and ray are sister wives so you know like they're not romantically involved Nadir's just both of their husbands, and you know, um, she's not okay with that. But she's like, you know, not my business. I'm just here to do makeup. I'ma leave. Um, as she's leaving, Nadir is in a conversation with somebody, but it's just like he is staring her down, and she notices this. And as she leaves, she has the like fleeting thought to herself that not fleeting fleeing thought that. Um, he has two wives and he still isn't satisfied. So now we have Nadir's point of view and he is telling us how he loves both of his wives. Ray is his first wife. She has a nurturing spirit and he loves that about her. Jade is his second wife and they share kindred spirits, (laughs) which, you know, as we get into it, you'll find out why that's funny later. Um... And they connect on a deeper level. But you know. All in all they make it work. And he's had this plan from the very beginning. To always have three wives. You know that's how his empire. Is going to work. Is him having three wives. His dad. Has two wives. And you know so he's grown up. In the polygamy lifestyle. And sees nothing wrong with it. But you know instead of just having two his vision has always been to have three and it just has to work out that way and he just knows that Amy is going to be his third and final wife which again pulling over how do you know that just by looking at her it's like this has to go to the way she looks because it's like you barely said like five words to her you don't know nothing about her you don't even know her last name but you are just determined that um Amy is the third and he asks Ray if she approves of Amy as the third and she does and it's just like okay now Ray let's go over to you what makes you think this is gonna work with this girl just because she did y'all makeup and she didn't run out screaming that y'all were terrible people with having this lifestyle um And so he goes to her job, asking her to have lunch with him. And she's shocked to see him. And she tells him that he's, she's not interested, excuse me, in being one of his whores. And Nadir gets angry. He's like, you know, don't disrespect my wife this uh, this way. He makes her apologize for saying that. And, um, you know, she agrees to go to lunch with him when he asks. So now, um, Amy is being taken to lunch in this fancy restaurant, um, called the 50th One. And he gets them a private room, you know, he's just like really kind of showing off. And like I said before, Amy learns that Nadir's father was polygamous and he has two eyes Nadir's mother being the second wife so Amy again offends him by asking him why is he trying to add her to his stable of wives and you know once again he tells her you know you're gonna stop disrespecting my wives you know by calling them everything but what they are they're my queens I take care of them I love them if you so once again If you can see how against this she is, why do you continue to pursue her? Because after that second statement, I'm like, you know what? I'm good, love. Enjoy. Because it's so obvious. And it's like, you are going out of your way to make this work. Um... And after he checks her, you know, she tries to get up and storm off. But he tells her, you know, don't try to run out because I've corrected your behavior, which is exactly what she was doing. So it's just like, not only is she rude, but she's also childish. You can't correct her without her wanting to run out and have her temper tantrum. It's like, girl, you know, you're wrong. You didn't have to say that about his women. You can just say no, thank you and move along. And so... Amy is intrigued, but she has beliefs of monogamy. So she's not going to stray from those beliefs and she's not going to get involved with Nadir. Amy has a twin brother, Amir, who, you know, with them being twins, they're real close to each other. And um, she tells him everything. So they're 25. They still stay at home, although they want to move out. But they won't move out because their parents are very very religious and believe they shouldn't move out until they're married um so Amy gets a call from Ray who wants to book her to do not only her makeup but Jay's makeup as well for Jay's upcoming birthday party which you know after she does their makeup she's invited to stay she first thought about saying no but then she agrees to do it so at Jade's birthday party it's another big event everything is black and white and everything about with Nadir's last name being black black is always incorporated in some type of way in this situation so at the party he's watching Amy and he can just feel it in his heart which is still again is nothing but sexual attraction at this point because Amy so far has not proven herself worthy of being a third wife that he just continues to say he feels so deeply in his gut that she is um but he doesn't know how to approach her which is another thing it's just like okay you see these red flags red flags Flag on the plate. You see these flags. But you just ignore them. Because he says he can tell that she's immature. Needing to be broken out of her shell. And it's like being immature and needing to be broken out of your shell. Is not the same thing. And they mean two totally different things. She's just flat out immature. She has not expressed any. Openness to this relationship. So. Um, while they're at the party, Amy asks Ray, you know, how can she be in a polyg- polygamous relationship? And Ray's response is, you know, why? Why do you want to know? Because she's thinking like Amy is opening up to this idea. And um, she tells her, you, you know, why when you can experience this for yourself? And Amy says she's nothing like them. And it's like, you know, when you say a statement like that, it's like, you know, what does that mean? What do you mean you're nothing like me? Oh, you think that I'm just choosing to share my husband with somebody instead of leaving? So, you know, like you're better than me in some way. And she tries to clean it up. But Ray tells her, you know, I'm proud of my family. I'm not ashamed of our dynamic and uh, no one can make me feel ashamed of my family either she said she also felt the same way in the beginning and which I don't know if this is just a common thing for polygamous couples because another book that I read started off the same way it's like if you feel that way why do y'all get into these relationships because I don't know it's I guess it's I'm looking at it too black and white because it's just like either you want to do this or you don't having to be coerced or you know somebody basically begging you to try this out and telling you over and over the benefits and you just don't see it for yourself I wouldn't go through with it so it's like yeah it it's been working so far for um Ray Jade and Nadir but it's just like if you felt the same way in the beginning why did you agree to it you just could have told your husband like no I'm not doing this with you um and Ray and Jade tell Amy you know you'll be a good addition to the family you'll finally close like our little triangle circle whatever we got going on and Amy just can't wrap her mind around it she's like you know no I don't share I don't want to share and I don't have any plans on sharing. So Nadir pulls her away to talk and he, you know, adds on to the conversation, telling telling her that um, he wants her to complete his foundation and become his third wife. She flat out refuses, saying what I just said. She doesn't want to share, man. Her parents and others' opinion of her and her life way too heavily you know like on her and they manipulate her decision on any way she moves her life because she doesn't want to be talked about which baby girl you're always going to be talked about i don't know what to tell you there so you're just gonna to have to get over that um and you know she's a people pleaser she wants to do what is quote unquote right in other people's eyes and nadir gives her a cheek on the forehead and walks away and it's like Finally, you're realizing that this beautiful woman is nothing but a beautiful woman. Um, Nadir goes to see his dad for advice. And it's just like, you know, I found my third. I believe I found her and I'm going to make it work. And, you know, but then I don't know if it's going to work because da 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 da. you know, like just running the whole story down to his dad. And um, his dad tells him come on son you have never backed down from a challenge don't start now you know like i ain't raised my son to be no quitter if you gonna get her go get her so nadir sends her black roses you know like i said with his last name being black everything is black in some type of way and her mom fia sees these roses and somehow turns this into a sin and tells her that she's gonna go to hell and I have never been, like, my parents aren't like that. Hallelujah. Because we would be fighting in that house. I'm like, what do you mean? How how does me receiving a gift at any point mean that I'm going to hell? And um, Nadir texts her, you know, telling her, come see me. And because she just got into that argument with her mom and she's feeling like, oh, I'll show you, she agrees to go. And when she goes to his house, she agrees to marry him and be his, but tells him that he has to tell her, tell her parents. And it's just like, Nadir, why would you agree to that? You have to see how childish that is. Like, you have to tell my parents about us. Like, girl, what are we, 16 and 17? Um, and of course the conversation doesn't go well because Fia calls Nadir a pimp and tells Amy that she's nothing but his prostitute and they leave and Amy is just so happy to be away from her parents. And that's the main reason, duh, why she, um, agrees to marry Nadir and Nadir and all of his ladies are having dinner then there's banging on the door so when he goes to open the door there's police there telling him that uh, Filiya Fia is accusing him of having Amy there against her will and Amy has to come and tell them you know that's not true I want to be here on my own and my mom is just upset about my relationship and nadir's just sitting there looking at her because it's just like you know i don't do the drama and i'm not one for drama so you're gonna have to figure this out one week later is the wedding so i think what we're like two to three weeks in and they're already getting married and while she's getting ready This is the time that Ray and Jade feel they want to warn Amy about Nadir. It's like, these are the things you need to look out for. One, he's a busy man. So he won't be home a lot. Also, he is controlling and likes things a certain way. So now she's a little concerned. She's like, you know, you guys couldn't tell me this before I agreed to come into this relationship. And then you got to think back to how both of them told her that she would be so good in their relationship, you know, being the third in the relationship and all she has to do is try it out and, you know, like, come into our family. And, and Nadir's parents, Ali, who is his dad, Lena and Helen, this is their first time meeting Amy. So, which, like I said, this is just going on way too fast because how is your first time meeting his parents at y'all's wedding and lena is nadir's mom and helen is ali's first wife but nadir looks at all of them as his parents nadir um nadir's mom she isn't very welcoming to amy ali is warm you know helen is nice to her but lena is very standoffish so nadir pulls her to the side and you know it's like mom what is the problem his mom tells her tells him sorry there's something about her i just don't like she doesn't sit well with me she isn't good enough for you and he tells his mom you don't live my life through my eyes You know, you don't live my life, period. Like, you're not going to tell me who is and who isn't going to be a part of my life. And I can appreciate that. Because it's like, you know, you don't have to disrespect your parents. You don't have to be awful. But you can set boundaries. Like, you know, you're not going to cross this line and try to dictate what I do. So, immediately nadir is making changes he tells amy she can no longer work at the mall with the type of man that he is you know everybody just can't be having access to his wife so she's gonna have to find something else to do and this is when she asks, you know does ray and jade work and i'm like see once again y'all just proving that this marriage isn't right because it's like these are the questions you should have been asking already but you're choosing to ask them now on the day of your wedding it's like why don't you know if your other sister wives have jobs or if they're just stay-at-home wives but ray has a preschool and jade has a warehouse where she makes custom bags and he tells her you know i'll help you do whatever you want just tell me what you want to do and she's like shy at first bashful but she tells him that she wants to run a youtube channel have a beauty channel and it's like you know she when she's talking to him she's telling you know like don't make fun of me but it's like that's nothing to be made fun of youtube is a real um what am i trying to say like a reliable business um especially makeup on YouTube, you know, you could make bank off that. So it's just like, okay, yeah, you might not make as much money as he do, but you'll be making a substantial amount. And so he tells her, you know, all right, I'll get you hooked up with camera people, you know, buy you all the equipment equipment that you need. I'll get you a studio where you can record. It's nothing. All you got to do is just tell me what you want. And then um, they get on a private plane to start their honeymoon slash mini vacation they're going to tahiti bali uh santorina wait is that right yeah and venus and that is the end of our flashback so to say and now we're in the present time so amy is still unhappy you know she her um beliefs are still rooted in her parents' opinion and other people's opinion. shes she does not like being part of this relationship and sharing her husband. So you know, she tries to distant her distance herself away from them as a group, which doesn't really work because that's the way Nadir likes it. He wants them to move as one. And she feels like her inability to get pregnant is her, you know, disobeying her parents, which is her disobeying God. And um, she wants to talk to her brother, but Amir is now on the armed forces. You know, he done moved on. He trying to make something to his life as well. So this sent her into a deep depression because now she feels all of, all alone and amy tells ray her feelings of unhappiness and how she wants out and she wants to have a baby really really bad ray and jade they both have a son individually for nadir and amy is the only one who can't get pregnant and this I don't get why nobody pointed that out to Amy when she said it. Because it's like, if polygamy is so, quote unquote, wrong in your eyes, why were they able to have children and you weren't? It's like, this was just a stress thing. You were thinking too much about it. So, of course, you weren't going to get pregnant. Um, And Ray asked, you know, asked Amy if she's talked to Nadir about this. But she hasn't. She says she hasn't because she doesn't want to hurt his feelings. And it's like, no, you didn't because you're scared. And you're creating even more problems in your relationship because you won't open up your mouth. You're just walking around with an attitude. So when Nadir gets home, you know, to learn from the other two ladies that Amy once again took a pregnancy test and, you know, it came out negative and she's not feeling good. So he tries to comfort her but she brushes him off which makes him angry because it's like you know i just came in off business i got other fam well not other families. what am i trying to say like i got other responsibilities but i'm pushing all that to the side to come and comfort you and make sure you're okay because this doesn't just affect you this affects me as well you're my wife you think i don't want to have a baby with you you know like this ain't just hurting you and um he leaves he heads right back out because she's like then that's when she's like you know where are you going it's like you just didn't want me here a minute ago you pushed me off y'all tried to give you a hug give you a kiss and you greet me with an attitude so how are you shocked when i want to leave i don't want to be around this and he goes back to meet with money and uh dom who is like a partner they're both partners of his and money is from another series that she has which is good that's a really good uh series too i gotta find the name of it it'll probably be one of my books i read later on down the line but money is a woman who at one point she ran like a all-woman's business she wouldn't get in like the family business was no getting involved with men but anyway money got a husband and i think She got a baby now, so it's just like you know, things changed along the way. But anyway, um, Nadir helps his father run a software company, but he also sells guns on the side, so you know, they're the background of the city, they really control the city. While everyone thinks it's like the government officials and whatnot, they are. So Nadir forces Amy to attend family dinners at his father's house every Sunday where Lena continues to disrespect her. She praises Ray and Jade for having careers while calling, uh, Amy's YouTube channel a hobby that doesn't make any money, which is not true, um. So Amy finally snaps and tells Lena to stop making assumptions about her and to mind her business. Nadir pulls her into the kitchen to check her about how she spoke to his mother. And this is where I have a problem because yeah, I'm gonna respect I'm gonna respect you, I'm gonna respect your parents, but they also have to respect me. So it's just like I'm not gonna let her say any old thing to me just because that's your mom that's no like I'm just I'm not doing it I'm not just going in there calling your mom bitches and hoes but also she's gonna respect me and I'm gonna respect her we have to have some level ground here so it's like don't just pull me into the kitchen and say something to your mama too you ain't got to disrespect her you ain't got to talk to her crazy but you can say something to her too because In this situation, Amy is not wrong. I come to your parents' house every weekend to sit at their table to hear her talk to me crazy. And nobody stops her. Like, y'all tell her to chill out or, you know, you may just say something like calling her name. Like, okay, Lena, that's enough. Or mom, that's enough. But in the grand scheme of things, she continues to do this. So what's the next move? So I'm the only one that's wrong because I decided to say something back. It's like, no, I'm not a kid. I'm not just going to sit here and let her say whatever. And so um, Helen, who is Ali's first wife, she pulls Amy back into the kitchen to talk to her. And Helen apologizes for Lena's behavior. But she notices that something else is going on with Amy. And Amy tells her that she's unhappy. And Helen encourages her to go talk to her parents. Because it's like, obviously, this is a sore spot for you. And you want some closure from your parents. So go talk to them. But also, I have a problem with Amy. Because it's like, this is your second person, besides the person you should really be talking to, Who is your husband that you are telling that you are unhappy. You're married to that man. That's He should have been the only one you were talking to about your unhappiness. Well, you can talk to your sister wives. I said that wrong. But um, why are you telling this lady? It's like she literally has no loyalty to you. She could go back and tell him. You know, I talked to her in the kitchen and she said she was not happy. What's going on? And then he would have to find a way to combat that because it's just like she really catching him off guard because he the only thing he knows is that you're upset about not being able to have a baby he doesn't know that you actually hate your life and so amy goes to her parents house and her mother tells her she shouldn't be there because when she first knocks on the door her mom opens the door and you know is like looking around as if she expects somebody to be watching the house and watching her And she tells Amy she shouldn't be there. So her dad is at work and Fia is busy studying her Bible. So when Amy comes in, you know, she pleads for her to stop and talk. She's like, you know, I kind of haven't seen you in three years. Can you put the book down and talk to me? And when her mom puts the book, puts the Bible down and looks at her, she says, let me guess. Things aren't as great as you thought they would be, huh? And it's like, although that is a true statement, how evil do you have to be to smile and like revel in your child's unhappiness just because you feel like they aren't doing what you told them to do under the guise of it being God's will? But that's another story or another topic for another day. Because I'm telling you, I can go on and on about the church and the hypocrisies that go on in there. Anyway, so... And Amy sees that like she sees her like smiling, waiting for her to admit that she made a terrible mistake. And oh, mom, you were so right. I should have listened to you. But Amy doesn't give her the satisfaction. You know, she's just like, you know, no, actually, I just wanted to talk to my parents who I haven't seen or heard from in three years. And you know, just catch up like, can we just have a conversation? But fear refuses to let it go you know she tells amy she's unhappy because she deviated from god's plan for her marrying a man with eight wives and it's like obviously he only has two other wives and she's like and you know that so while you're trying to be funny you're actually being rude and funny enough amy brings up so many passages in the bible that speaks on polygamy And Fia gets upset and puts her out saying she doesn't have to listen to this and tells Amy not to come back. And so as she's in her car, Amy has put any thoughts of reconciliation out of her mind because it's just like, which you should have known that anyway, 25 years of living in the house with your parents, they wouldn't even let you move out on your own Because they are so stuck on the Bible of where you only leave after you get married. So you're basically your parents' property until you become your partner's property. So it's like, yeah, what did you think was going to happen? But I do want to touch on that though. Because it is so interesting also in today's society. How many people try to make it seem like polygamy is just so wrong. When it's like, these are this is the way of the bible every man that you talk about that was so great or had some greatness to him he had multiple wives. he didn't just have one but you know people don't want to talk about that but we're gonna leave that alone um so they're at a party to introduce the mayor candidate and nadir notices the change the change in amy now he can see that something is going on with her and he tries to get her to talk but she just says everything is fine which is so annoying because it's like fam if i can see that something is wrong with you why are you just gonna say nothing So it just, to me, it goes back to her being childish. And it's just like, here you go. You won't tell him that you're upset. And then when you can't hide the fact that you are upset and he actually was wrong, you're still just going to say nothing. So you're just, it's like, you're going to hold it in until it bubbles out and you say the wrong thing. But, you know, they're talking, you know, talking about spending more time together and they about to slip away to get some alone time Dom steps in to introduce them to Sherman Wilson who is running for mayor who is their candidate and um Sherman shakes Nadir's hand but when he he doesn't uh I believe he shakes Amy's hand but then he goes to touch her hair and Nadir slaps his hand away and says don't touch my wife don't even try it and then he turns to Amy and tells her to stop being so friendly. So Amy looking at him like he's crazy and she walks away. So while she's off pouting, she sparks up a conversation with a guy named Canton. Who just takes her mind off her own personal drama for a minute. And they're just having a nice conversation. Nadir texts her telling her to come back. But she just puts her phone in her purse. So after... I want to say like a half an hour of conversation she decides to go back to the party so Jade finds her like a little while later but by that time Amy is sitting by herself she's not sitting with Canton which is good for her because I'm pretty sure if Nadir knew she was talking to another man after just blowing up at her about some guy touching her not even her inviting him to touch her hair not even her flirting back with the man that man just touched her out of nowhere and you got mad at her so to even hear that she was having another conversation whoa somebody call 911 tell them i just got shot down in the bullet in my and innes- I don't even think that's the word <laughs> um So, once again, when Jade finds Amy, this is the third person that Amy is telling that she's unhappy. But this is where she messed up, though. Because everybody else ain't feeling sorry for Amy. Uh, Jade, you know, she is looking at her like she's crazy. And she is livid. She tells Amy she'll keep her secret because, quote, Unlike you, I would never want to see him hurt, end quote. And for some reason, Amy has had enough now and she takes an Uber home. She doesn't want to be, you know, bothered by anybody at this point. Nadir notices when Amy greets everyone the next morning, Jay doesn't say anything. So it's just like, you know, what's wrong with y'all? Why y'all fighting? Y'all always speak to each other. Ray announces that she is pregnant again which puts Nadir in a weird predicament because of course he wants to celebrate the fact that they are having another baby but then it's just like this is a painful reminder that Amy can't well not can't but she hasn't been able to conceive at this point so he gets a call from Dom and their candidate Sherman is being black being blackmailed by someone who has pictures and other scandalous evidence of him cheating so Nadir agrees to look into it and Dom tells him that Sherman is waiting for him in his office and you know he tells him you know how did you know I was gonna agree to do this I could have been busy but he asks Nadir asks Sherman you know who has he messed over but the sad part is, Sherman can't give him an answer. He says there's too many people that he's messed over. He doesn't know who could have done this or who has evidence on him. And whoever the person is, they're asking for $2 million. It's like, $2 million? Who do you think you kidnapped? Chelsea Clinton? Like, ain't nobody giving you $2 million just for some photos and whatever you may have? Um... Amy is talking to Amir before his deployment and she's telling him all the problems going on in her world. And of course, your sibling, if you have this type of relationship, they just going to keep it real with you. Amir tells her she's confused because one minute everything is cool. The next she's unhappy. And he tells her if you're so unhappy, leave because you don't have real ties to this man and Amy has to tell him that isn't true. Before they got married, they went to an attorney and well before they had their wedding ceremony. They went to an attorney and signed a marriage contract. So, although they are not technically legally married, they have a marriage contract binding them to each other. And um Amir asked her, you know, like, so what's the problem? Have you fallen out of love and she says no so he's like I don't get so what is it you won't talk to him and tell him what's going on but you swear that you've just been unhappy this whole time so if you're so unhappy leave him and he tells her quote you don't know what you want you need therapy because you're not satisfied with anything if you're not content with yourself you won't be content with anybody else End quote. And it's like, that is so true. Amy is not satisfied in any aspect of her life. There is a problem with everything going on. You have a terrible relationship with your parents. It made you get with this guy just so you could get away from them. And then you hate this lifestyle. But just because you don't want to prove your parents to be right, you are sticking with it. So Amy is vlogging, and she runs into the guy from the party again at a coffee shop that she finds out is his. So from there, they go get something to eat and they're talking, laughing, having a conversation when Nadir's mom, Lena, like runs up on her and... Is saying that she caught her. She's like, I finally caught you. And I got the evidence to prove that you're cheating on my son. And I can't wait to tell him because you're going to be out of here. And it's just like, what is, what is going on? Because even though the only time you... Well, the first time... You, not the only time. The first time you met her was at the wedding. And then you said she wasn't good for your son. But at no point in the book does it say... That Amy did anything to her. It's like you just don't like her for the sake of not liking her, and that makes no sense. And so it's the family dinner time again. Whatever. Uh, not Nadir. Lena is like on Nadir as soon as he steps through the door. So everybody is there except for Amy, and she can't wait to tell him, you know, what she saw that the quote unquote evidence that she has. On Amy, um, and Amy had texted Nadir telling him that she would meet them there, and Nadir doesn't like that because you know, like I said in the beginning, he They're a family unit, so they have to walk in like a family, looking like a family. They move as one around here. Ain't no, oh, I'll see y'all when I see y'all. So when Lena tells him the information, Nadir doesn't believe it, but he is upset that she was alone speaking with another man and it's like excuse me so I can't talk to nobody I just gotta you know keep it moving and I can only speak when you around that makes no sense and I didn't like that because it's like Nadir you literally have three wives you go from bedroom to bedroom to bedroom you know of course you're all a family unit but And I'm not even, like, with this dude. I'm just talking to him. And that's a problem. So, yeah, that was like, Nadia. come on now. That don't make no sense. And so when he sees Amy, he asks her about it. You know, like, what's going on? And she tells him that she was using the man's coffee shop in an upcoming vlog. And they just stopped to get something to eat. So, Nadir is looking at her, and he just straight up asks, "Do you want out?" But she says no. So it's just like, you're so unhappy, but you want you still not saying you're unhappy. You're just explaining away what could have been a possible cheating uh, situation. And he he's asking, he's communicating. He's like, you know, tell me what's up so I can fix it. I don't want this to become a problem later down the line. And I didn't try. But instead of saying anything, she just asked him if he loves her. And, you know, he's like, of course, you're my piece. And that leads them to to having sex at a, because they went away to a penthouse that he has in the city. Because they move like, not move, they live further out. And, you know, like things are on the up and up now. But the next day, Jade tells Nadir that Amy wants to leave the family. You know, like she's not who you think she is. And Amy no longer feels that way. She's like, you know, I told you that, but I don't feel that way. And um, Jade like won't let her talk. She's basically telling him, you know, she doesn't love you like you love her And this upsets Amy because, you know, they don't have sex. So she feel better now. She's like, you ain't going to tell me I don't love my man because I do love my man. And um, Jade calls Amy useless, telling her, you know, you can't even get pregnant. So Nadir interjects at that point because it's like, you know, wait a minute. Now you stepping over the line because it's like that you saying that to hurt her, but that also hurts me. And Amy throws a glass at Jade's face I I don't mean to laugh but it's just like do you know how upset you gotta be to just like chuck a glass at somebody's face and it basically bypasses her but it just nicks right above her eye so she got a little cut and Nadir is upset so he like chokes Amy up pinning her to the wall with his forearm against her throat then like throws her to the ground and in no way am I excusing this, but it's just like things got intense. So Amy packed the bag and she left. Nadir knows he messed up, but he was caught in the moment. And like I said, I'm not excusing that because that could be potential um abuser behavior. But I can see from his point of view, he just felt like he was protecting his wife. So it's just like, you know, what 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 should he do? And um, he texts Amy to come back, but she's not responding. Um, and he calls, they have private doctors. Of course, when you're rich like that, you have private doctors come to your home. And they stitch Jade' little cut right on up. And Nadir tries to go after Amy, but he finds Ray laid out in the bed because she's been feeling ill lately. So Ray tells him that Amy left. Cause, oh, um, Ray caught Amy at the top of the stairs, you know, when she was packing her bag and she ran out and left. Um, so Nadir is about to go out and look for her, but he gets a text. No, he gets a call from Dom and then he sends Amy another text saying, I fucked up. Come home, please. And, you know, she doesn't respond. And the threats to Sherman are becoming more frequent. That's what Don called him about. So it's like, we really need to find out who this person is so we can nip this in the bud and it doesn't get in our way. Um, he gets a call from Jade saying that Ray is being rushed to the hospital for a possible miscarriage. So Amy calls Canton for help and he takes her to a hotel. Amy left her truck and her phone in the parking lot. That's why she called Canton. So, you know, there's a tracker on her phone and her truck. So if she leaves them at a certain place, Nadir isn't going to be able to find her. And that's exactly what she wants. So after she pays for her room, uh, Canton comes up so they can talk. And, you know, just talk. Nothing's happening between them two. Like they feel something, but they're not really acting on it. And Amy is you know still caught up in her marriage and but when Canton leaves she's left alone with her thoughts and she takes off her wedding rings saying they no longer represent love and protection as they once did so Ray did have a miscarriage and the whole family is at the hospital you know being by her side and she asked Nadir where Amy is but he doesn't know. So, of course, Lena has to say something. And she's like, it's just like her to not be, be here at the time she needs to be. And it's like, how do you know? You don't know nothing about this, girl. All you do is criticize, criticize, criticize. And... Ali done had enough of it. He told her to leave. You know, just get out. Because you're you killing the vibe. You're bringing the vibe down with all your negative energy. And we don't need that right now. We already suffering the loss. Uh, my daughter-in-law is laid up in the hospital. You know, bye. Just get out. <laughs> and um, he pulls Nadir to the side. Because he also wants to know where Amy is. It's just like, you know... My wife ain't had no business saying it the way she said it, but she does have a point. Where's your other wife? And so Nadir has to tell him the truth. And Ali is disappointed. You know, he says, we are men. We must have self-control at all times. And Nadir asks everyone to leave so he can explain to Ray the real reason Amy isn't there. So... He asks if she knew Amy wanted to leave. And Ray tells him, you know, I did. But I felt like it was just a phase. That's why I didn't say anything. So she tells him, you know, you have to get her back. She belongs in this family. And he just tells her, you know, I'll try. I'm not making any promises, but I'll try. So Canton and Amy meet up for breakfast. And once again, here comes Lena telling her you know um you're no good for my son you're pathetic ray is in the hospital suffering from a miscarriage and you're parading around town with your secret lover and she also lets amy know once again that she's telling the deer and that she never belonged in their family anyway so amy tells her straight up fuck you and your family and Lena spits in her face and Amy loses it she pushes Lena down starts kicking her and hitting her until Canton pulls her off Lena threatens to get her arrested and I'd have been like please call them, please call them," and I'll tell them that you are stalking me because this is not the first but the second time you have ran up on me claiming that you have some evidence and you just called me pathetic and I feel like you was threatening me so I had to defend myself um ray is back home resting ali calls nadir over and um alina is surrounded by you know the family she put on the show very much giving a candace from real house of potomac cry you know while everybody's looking on and she tells him you know that uh amy attacked her after she asked her a simple question. So Nadir asked her for the whole story. Because he know his mama. And he know how she exact exaggerates. So she tells him. You know I saw her with the same guy. I saw her with the last time. And I think there's something more going on. And um, Nadir tracks Amy's phone to her truck. But it's in the parking lot. So he can't get no further information. Because both of her things are right there. He has no way of getting in touch with her. So he gets a call from his tech guy and, you know, that's business. He's finding out who's blackmailing Sherman and it's uh, Amy's dad, Nate. Nadir's thinking that they were possible lovers and he goes over to Amy's house. Come to find out that it's Fia that's sleeping with Sherman and all the time well not all the time but a few of the times she was claiming to go to church she was actually meeting up with this man and um Nate uh, not Nate see their names are too close I was always getting mixed up Nadir reminds Nate that he could go to jail for extortion but Nate claims that he doesn't care he says that sherman ruined his marriage and he wasn't gonna let him get away with it so he was gonna get some money out of it so nadir feels bad for him so he tells nate to drop his price down to 250 because you know he's not getting 2 million but i'll get you 250k and he has to promise to not release anything and Nate does and he asks about amy so nadir tells him you know if you want to you can get in touch with her go ahead um nadir puts in the word to find amy because you know he's mad about her quote-unquote attacking his mama and cheating really so amy is planning to basically move on with her life she's looking for a new place she's looking for a new car and a phone she has money saved up from her youtube so you know she's not just completely out on her ass and um Nadir always encouraged her to you know spend his money and save hers very little Kim why spend mine when I could spend yours um Amy tells her dad that she's leaving Nadir and um oh but Nate had got in contact with her through Amir and he comes to her hotel so that's when she tells her dad that she's leaving Nadir and he asks if Nadir had ever been physical with her. And she's thrown off by the question and asks why. And Nate just says he believes that he has traits of an abuser and blames Nadir for being the reason why they haven't spoke in three years. And Papa Nate, you are a grown ass man. Ain't no way anybody should stop you from seeing your child. Y'all just had a terrible relationship and you use that marriage as a way to not talk to her anymore and so amy asks him to elaborate it's like you know what do you mean he's the reason why we haven't spoken so nate tells her that nadir paid them to stay away for some reason this hurts amy which i don't understand because your sole purpose in marrying him was to get away from them so if he paid them to stay away from you how does this hurt you in any way um so but she like kind of clocks it a little bit she says he throws you some cash and you just give up your relationship with your daughter so of course he tries to deny it and shift blame but Amy tells him to get out and that she doesn't want to talk about it and but Nate doesn't he's like you know I want to fix this because I'm also leaving your mother. She's having an affair on me and I'm going to divorce her. And for some reason, this saddens Amy as well, which I don't get because it's like, what are you sad about? She starts crying. Nate starts crying. So they just emotions taking them over, caught in the sorrow. Um, And at that point, Ken texts her asking to meet up at a lounge and she accepts and tells him, you know, after dinner with her dad, they can go out. So while they're at the lounge, they're getting caught up in the music and the vibes, just feeling on each other. But Canton has somewhat of a clear head, though, because he asks her, does she know what she's doing? Because if they cross the line, there is no going back. So Amy nods, thinking, you know, they're about to kiss, but something catches Canton's eye. And when Amy turns around, she sees Nadir, so she's a little caught up. And the last line of the book is from Nadir. And he says, I ain't never met a motherfucker bolder than you. And the story is to be continued. And so I hope you guys enjoyed my review. You know, send me some notes. Let me know what you think. Tell me if you liked it. Once again, the book is called The Black Effect by Sheree Lewis. If you want to pick it up and read it for yourself. And next week, I'll be getting into part two. So come back for another listen. Peace.